We could create a whole world in the mind of the listener simply by using sound effects. Ron Wolfley. <laughs> Luke Lipinski. Huh. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. We are joined right now, Wolf, on the Arizona Sports Line by our own Phoenix Suns guru, Kellen Olson, is joining us right now. Um, Kellen, it hasn't been that long since we've talked to you, but the story has evolved. How are you doing, man? Doing great. Uh, let's see where we are at fr- on Friday, I guess. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? Just obviously, Killer, your reaction to the news that D.A. had not spoken to Monty Williams. Just really surprised. Uh, I wrote a column, Wolf, after DeAndre's offer sheet was matched and just wrote about how this kind of thing with DeAndre coming forward, it was going to take work from both sides. And and from the Suns' side, part of that obviously had to do with, like, Monty Williams repairing anything that needed to be repaired. And I wrote in the column, I read it yesterday, that Monty will do that. I wrote it with utmost certainty because we know how Monty is and we know how he maximizes his relationships with his players and how that has led to plenty of situations over the last three years where he's been able to get more out of his players just because of how much they trust him and how they have a great rapport with him. Uh, I was looking back uh, last year to make sure I had the facts right on this, and and, and I did. DeAndre told us uh, in training camp last year that he got a text from Monty Williams while he was on on vacation in the Bahamas, and the text from Monty said, I want you in game shape day one at training camp. And then DeAndre said he just put down everything on vacation and immediately got to work to meet that standard. So like the, that just kind of speaks to the relationship that Monty would have with players and, and getting more out of them, but also just to the fact that like Monty and DeAndre were, were talking in the summer. Like That was something that they used to do, and and, and I guess they haven't. Now, it's just really surprising, and especially for, for someone like Monty, I think everyone is kind of in agreement here that if you're going to put the put the blame, I guess for lack of a better word, on anyone, it, it needs to be on him because this is kind of his job to keep the relationships where they need to be. And obviously there was some there's some ill will there. There's some there's some dysfunction there. I don't really know how to describe it because we know like 3%, 5% of the details here, but that three to five percent is that DeAndre isn't getting along with his head coach right now. It feels pretty safe to say that after the way that he spoke yesterday. Yeah, that's a great point. I've forgotten about that Bahamas story from uh, from last year. Kellen Olson is joining us right now. Uh, Kellen, it was one of the things that kept coming up on this show, and even when you were filling in on this show, when all the Kevin Durant stuff was going on, kept talking about okay, I'm assuming Monty Williams and or James Jones are talking to these guys whose names keep coming up. DeAndre Ayton would be at the top of that list. The two of the staples of this team, the last few years have been their ability to communicate and their ability to keep any issues sort of behind closed doors why are those things changing right now is there any chance monty williams is doing any of this somewhat intentionally that that's a really interesting part and dan bickley wrote a column on our site kind of getting into what he thinks in terms of like the strategy here is if if there was strategy behind what uh, everything that happened yesterday and and to that point Part of Monty's uh, answers on this, he he alluded to the fact that, like, I've had issues with Chris, I've had issues with Devin, I've had issues with Mikel, and 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 that's fair. Like, he's going to have those issues, but we have never gotten an inkling of it happening at all publicly, like at all. We've had no reason to believe once that anything like that, any sort of strife, w- was there. Even with their performance in the postseason last year. 
I don't think anyone was pointing the fingers at, at Chris and Monty being at odds or Devin and Monty being at odds or Mikel or the Cams or, or anyone like that. Or, and then DeAndre, of course, it, I don't think anyone was necessarily thinking that. But then once the thing happened, it, when he came out of the game for the last time on the season, the speculation started. And now for, for DeAndre to make it public, now it is now it is out there. And, and you just kind of wonder... I, I I guess the the mending process here that can happen going forward and 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 what comes of it and if anything can come of it. I mean, this is an extremely gracious way to put it and extremely optimistic. But hey, if they don't talk and DeAndre plays the best basketball of his career, then then okay. And and I think something for everyone to understand about DeAndre throughout this whole process is um, there were uh, people who were able to follow him around on Monday while he was out of the interview room just saying that he was happy, he was smiling, he was laughing with his teammates. And let's get let's get something clear. DeAndre loves playing with his teammates and loves playing for his teammates. And that was part of what he said yesterday. And, and this is not going to be a situation, in my opinion, I, I don't think so, where he's going to pout on the court and, and not try as hard because he, he loves playing with the, these guys. Some of these guys are his closest friends, and he's not going to jeopardize their opportunity to win, and he still wants to win at the end of the day. So, Killer, I've got to my opinion as to what they want to see from DeAndre Ayton. What do you think they want to see from D.A.? It always goes back to consistency, Wolf, and, and that was something that I wrote about in that column I mentioned in July, is that if the Suns re-sign DeAndre and bring him back, which they did, that just means they're kind of accepting him for who he is and accepting that these inconsistencies are going to come. Against the New Orleans Pelicans in the first round, that was the best offensive stretch of DeAndre's career and it came when the Suns absolutely needed it the most. And if they get an average to below average DeAndre Ayton series in the first round, they might have gotten eliminated. He was phenomenal in that series. And then we go to the Dallas series where he's even more of an X factor going in because Dallas doesn't have anyone physically that can match up to him at all. And it was very mixed and, and for the most part negative for the last couple of games. And, and that inconsistency in his game has just prevented him from being what we all know he can be, which is one of the three best centers in the league. And the reason why I say three is because Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic exist, who are guys who were in the running for MVP this year. If they didn't, I would say number one, because DeAndre is that talented. Cam Johnson compared him to a creative player on a video game on Monday because DeAndre is just like that skilled and, and that just his physical prowess is unmatched across the league pretty much. So I, I think that the consistency with him has always been the thing, and just everyone watching, whether you are the highest on DeAndre or the lowest on DeAndre, everyone watching can see that there is that first, second team All-NBA center in there, and we're starting to see more and more of it as the years come by, but I think the consistency has been has been lacking. Kellen Olsen, great stuff as always, man. Enjoy your quiet training camp after your quiet off season. Yep, sure, it'll be a quiet season, too. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks. It's Thanks, Kellen Joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. I honestly had, like, 15 more questions for Kellen again. I mean, if, if we'll get back into it later on in the show, but, like, if the plan is, okay, let's let's uh, keep D.A. and Monty at odds a little bit to see how D.A. responds, that's great. That's not sustainable. You're going to do this for four years where D.A. is is mad at his coach? That's At some point, that's not going to work. 